Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody yells, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way it works for me, just get a hold of me. If you want to hear more shows on a weekly basis, head on over to the website and hit the join button and become a member to get access to all the membership content that comes out every Thursday, a bonus show right there for the members. Plus on Tuesdays, you get the show ad free and the overtime segments as well. All that comes with your membership. So if you're interested in becoming a member and getting more content from the confessionals, head to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member. Also, friends, we have preparewiththeconfessionals.com. That's preparewiththeconfessionals.com. There you can get yourself emergency supply food and survival gear. That will last you up to 25 years on the shelf. At least the food will. The survival gear might last longer than 25 years if you don't use it. But it's always a good thing to be prepared in case of emergencies. And if you're somebody who is a prepper or thinking more and more that, you know what, preparedness may might not be a bad idea these days, then head on over to preparewiththeconfessionals.com and get your prepare on and check it out. Also, YouTube. We are on YouTube, friends, and please go ahead and subscribe to YouTube. We are planning a Christmas Eve special event right there on YouTube. I might talk about it more in the coming week or so. Actually, Christmas is right around the corner, so probably next week I'll talk about it more as to what's coming. But it's going to be a live event right there on New Year's Eve on YouTube, our YouTube channel, The Confessionals. You're not going to want to miss this one, friends, so make sure you head on over to YouTube and hit subscribe. Make sure you're all good to go with hitting that alarm bell button so that you're notified when we go live because 
because you're not going to want to miss this live event. I promise you that. And last but not least, Who Saw the Men in Black is a documentary that I was a narrator on, and I would greatly appreciate it if you guys would click the link in the description below and get your copy of Who Saw the Men in Black. It's on a bunch of different platforms, but there is a preferred way of checking it out, which is through Amazon. The people who produce the documentary would prefer people to check it out on Amazon if possible and leave a happy five-star rating review if you do check it out on Amazon because that really does help them consider bringing me back for more gigs and maybe future gigs. I'm on IMDb, friends. How about that? We made it. We freaking made it. All right, let's get to this week's show. And we have a great one coming up here. We have Ark from Destiny Lab. Now, Destiny Lab is a hip hop group that formed a while ago. They create some awesome music geared towards what we talk about in the show. Bigfoot, Nephilim, aliens, you know, government conspiracies. They make that kind of music. And me and Ark have known each other for quite some time now. We just never really connected for the podcast until now. So I really hope you guys enjoy this conversation I had with him and some of the music that we played. And if you could, please go check out his YouTube channel as well, Destiny Lab, and hit subscribe. Help them get to the 20,000 subscriber mark. That would be awesome, friends. Thanks a lot, and let's get to it. All right, today we got Ark on the show from Destiny Lab. Ark, what's going on, man? What's up, man? It's great to finally be here. Yeah, man, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> and listen, everybody, uh, that's not to be confused with Destiny's Child, okay? Because one <laughs> side, no. one side is is a poppy Satanist, and the other side <laughs> is a, <laughs> is a rappy Jesus man. So uh, we we're, we're not we're not uh, trying to confuse people. It's Destiny Lab, not Destiny's Child. Trust me. So. Uh, Ark man, listen. Let me tell you something. I um, I stumbled across your music years ago, years ago, back like when I first started podcasting. Uh, and I think it was actually, if I remember correctly, you and your brother had a podcast, or maybe you still do have a podcast. And yeah, that's kind of been on hold a little bit, but yeah, we do have a podcast and, uh, and, that and we did call it was the truth. Yeah, it, it was part of a, a like a, some kind of network or something, right? Yeah, we were on uh, the Fr- Christian Fringe Radio Network, and uh, I don't know a, a couple others also. Uh, what was Raiders Radio Network or something like that? And so we were on a few, but yeah, kind of mostly Fringe Underground Christian topics. Yeah, yeah, and, and so like I was listening to somebody else's show. Uh, I don't know if it was Heiser or somebody. I was listening to somebody's mm-hmm. show, and it like because I was listening on some network that I didn't know I was on. I think it was on iTunes. It just auto played you guys next, and I didn't know it. And I had, I was like, "Is this the same show? What the heck is going on?" And I hear you guys talking, and you're talking about the music, and I'm just like, "Wait, what? Like, let me check these guys out." And like, that's how I found you guys. I was driving my truck, you know, just turning the wheel, pushing pedals, and listening to uh, you and your brother talk about deep stuff, man. And I was, and from that point, I was like, I was a fan of you guys. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's a small world for sure, especially in this kind of uh, these topics that we're into. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and also, I mean, I was driving my truck when I heard my man Ark on Clyde Lewis, and I was like, oh, snap. Now we've gone big time. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, no, man, that was awesome. Yeah, we've, we've had a few good opportunities here recently. Recently, it was on a uh, Sam Tripoli's tinfoil hat where we have another podcast, another appearance going 
uh, here soon coming back on the podcast. So that should be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love Sam to death. He's a good dude. Um, and so, I mean, you guys made your rounds. You, a lot of people have known who you are throughout the years. Uh, we're going to get into some interesting topics. I feel like we're going to jump around a little bit. But before we go too far into things, uh, let the people know you know, about the music, where they can find it, where they can find you, promote whatever you want, man. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. Uh, the music can, and everything about us can be found just at destinylab.com. So it's pretty easy to, to look up. And then all of our social media is basically YouTube forward slash Destiny Lab, you know, Facebook forward slash Destiny Lab and so on. So we're uh, you can find all our social media that way. But I our music is all basically based about uh, talking about uh, kind of underground fringe stuff, subjects, specifically like the fallen angels and the Nephilim and that, how that ties into the alien deception, uh, how that ties into, um, you know, the uh, occult and the secret societies, the new age movement, transhumanism. We kind of connect the dots of all these subjects with music. And uh, we've come out with, we started back in the early two thousands and uh, officially formed Destiny Lab, you know, through a long journey of my own that we can, we can get into as well. But, uh, but yeah, it's, I felt sort of convicted because of my own journey to present this in a way that would be, kind of a, a link in the chain for people to investigate themselves, you know, and I wanted to inspire people, you know, because you, you try to talk to people about these subjects and a lot of times they won't listen. But if you, you can sometimes get them to listen to a three minute song, you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Let me investigate that a little bit more. So that's always been kind of our, uh, our goal is to take these subjects and, uh, and eventually our goal is to uh, hopefully lead people to a solution through Christ and know that through Christ, we have power over the enemy, power over these deceptions and the dark forces and using the full armor of God that we can confront and uh, remove these things if necessary. So that's kind of the, uh, the goal of our, our music. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty apparent uh, when people listen to the songs and the lyrics and stuff that you guys definitely go deep on the fringe stuff and uh, you're not shy about it either. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't pull punches. No, not at all. So, uh, listen, we're going to get into uh, your personal experiences that maybe led you into doing this type of music uh, and all that kind of stuff. But before we hit record, you and I were about to to embark on possibly a, a conversation that I wanted to at least record if it, if it developed into anything. So I don't know where this is going to go, but I do got to ask you, as somebody who's been in the music scene for a long time, I mean, you've been doing this for a long time, uh, you've seen the progression, the evolution of hip hop in the world how it's viewed, how it's accepted, the the different types of sounds that come out of hip hop, the but also the artists in hip hop and their integration into uh, higher tiered uh, levels of society. If, put it that way. At one time, if you were a rapper, you were you weren't looked at at the same level as other musicians. Now, yeah. if you're a rapper and you're, you know, a, a platinum artist or whatever, uh, you're ushered into uh, a, a whole other realm of existence in this world that um, there's a lot of people discussing Travis Scott right now that maybe he was also part of uh, some kind of uh, ushering of, of, what was it, like last week or two weeks ago when the whole thing happened at his concert. Uh, people yeah. were talking about it being a ritual sacrifice uh, and and those kind of things. And and before you go into what you're, what, whatever you want to say, uh, I will say to the audience that 
if you think it's silliness, if you think it's people reading into things, uh, you haven't looked into things enough to say to have to have uh, a response like that. It's okay if you don't want to believe it, if you want to question it, but if you think it's silly, that it's just there's a bunch of nonsense. Uh, I would say that you you literally haven't looked into it, and that's why you you feel comfortable saying that like it's just nothing at like on the silly silliness level. Um, mm -hmm. I, I've talked to recently. I talked to a woman who is working. She's been working in Hollywood. Uh, she's been on multiple shows. Uh, she's working on on an NBC, a, a very big NBC show now, uh, and. And she was revealing to me how over the last year she has had like almost like a veil lifted over her eyes and she sees the industry for what it is. And she started seeing um, the reality that she's surrounded by a bunch of demonically possessed people. Uh, people have seen demons climbing walls in studios where they're shooting film and, 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 and all these crazy things. And she's not the only one. All these other, there's, there's, there's a number of people who are waking up within the Hollywood industry and realizing how, how deep, dark, and satanic it is or has become at least. And uh, to the point now where she's built her entire career off Hollywood and off all this stuff. And uh, early next year, she's actually planning her exit and she's and she's leaving. She's she's putting her mm. career behind her. And uh, sure. and so uh, it, like like I, I've, I've looked into these things. I've talked to people who are on the inside and uh, I, I understand what is going on. I may not understand the the intricacy intricacy of it where it, it like the fine details but the general idea of what's going on i i understand and i 100 percent fully believe so with that i'll hand it over to you what are your thoughts on travis scott in the industry today <laughs> well the whole travis scott thing you know it's hard to say there i mean you know that a lot of these guys are definitely deeply involved in the occult some of them openly say that they've sold their souls to the devil you know this would be kind of kind of like a cool thing to talk about lucifer and satan all this stuff just openly you know it's it's become externalized to the point where there are no secrets you know secret societies the occult used to be kind of hidden type stuff now it's like the black awakening as um my, my friend russ desdar the great russ Dizgar, who recently passed away, used to call it. And, uh, you know, even Helena Blavatsky, who was a cult, you know, Luciferian, talked about the, uh, or not, it actually wasn't her, it was uh, Alice Bailey, talked about the, uh, the uh, uh, externalization of the hierarchy. <clears throat> and actually, they both talked about it, you know, and that this idea of the externalizing these dark forces, or there would be a time that this stuff would be externalized to such a point that everyone would see it. And it's gotten to the point where kids are just wearing these symbols on their T-shirts. It's you know we see it everywhere to the point where we're numb to it. We become dumbed down to this evil forces and just see it as mundane. And that kind of you know gives people uh, instead of scaring kids off, you know, like back when I was a kid, there was a few play people, you know, like out um, uh, Marilyn Manson, you know, and Kiss, you know, people that were just kind of like I guess playing the part, but you didn't necessarily know are these people really evil or not? But now it's like, they're openly saying, yeah, we're evil. We drink blood. We do all these things, you know? So it's, it's really kind of uh, gotten to another level to where um, there's really no doubt, really, if you investigate these things and it doesn't take much to investigate to see. And because uh, it's coming straight from the horse's mouth and, you know, kind of my history a little bit uh, is, kind of going back to the Hollywood thing, you know, I grew up 
in a Christian home. I always had an issue with the paranormal. And I grew up in a church. I was grew up in a Christian church, but we did Halloween and haunted house houses every year that were super creepy and super scary. But at the whole end of it was the idea that yes, we have power over these things, and we have actually nothing to fear through Christ, through the Holy Spirit, so that we can overcome and expose these deceptions. And not only that, but the idea that Satan appears as something evil isn't always the case. More natural, uh, more often, sometimes Satan appears as an angel of light, you know. And so I kind of had always had this idea in my mind of wanting to expose these things, and uh, and uh, so I, I think there's definitely. Uh, connections there. And at the age of about 13, my brother and I discovered a satanic ritual site. And we actually talk about that in our podcast, we'll have a whole episode on it. But we discovered a satanic ritual site, which had a, a dead cats that had just recently killed the night before, because this was literally somewhere where we drove every day from our house. It was only about a half a mile from our house. And uh, it was the day uh, before Easter when this happened. And I was about 13, 14, and uh, we discovered these dead cats, and they're all slid open. They had ropes around their neck, and we went down in this area where there's this canal that opens up into this giant hole, which is like a siphon tube, and kids would go there and drink and hang out or whatever. Well, we found this like upside-down altar with a, another cat, a third cat, duct taped to this upside-down cross and altar. And all these candles and writings that we're talking about, this is the porthole to hell, okay, all this creepy stuff. We actually called the uh, sheriff. He came out and, and took pictures and took all this stuff as, as evidence. But long story short, this basically made me realize that this stuff was real. You know, it, firsthand knowledge that even in small towns, people are into this stuff. People are killing animals, you know, doing these sacrifices. So, you know, that on a larger level, it's also happening. You know, um, but at the same time, like I said, I was kind of also saw um, that this was presented in a light way as well, you know, uh, through new age concepts. You know, I I, uh, I got deep into because I like this, the special effects and the uh, the makeup and all that kind of stuff. And we're doing these haunted houses. I actually became a special effects makeup artist. And at the age of 18, I moved from a very small town to Hollywood. And so I actually lived in Hollywood for uh, about three years. And during that time, I experienced some very strange things. And, and I think it was all part of my, my journey that God allowed me to go through, which is why I call my group Destiny Lab, because I think it was all kind of destined to happen. But uh, I, the first movie I worked on was a movie called The Lawnmower Man. I don't know if you've seen that. You seen the lawnmower man? No, I mean I, I haven't seen blockbuster movies. Period. So I, I have no idea. <laughs> okay, well, the lawnmower man was specifically about a guy who uploaded. They used technology to basically take a guy who had, uh, who was um, mentally challenged, let's say, and turn him into a, a mega god through technology, and that this scientist hooked up like a virtual reality machine to this guy. He started seeing these alchemical symbols flash in front of his eyes, and he became a god through technology and then, you know, wanted to present himself and take over the world type of thing. And this introduced me to the whole idea of transhumanism, <clears throat> which is really weird to me. And, and then at the same time, I was kind of having my own prodigal son journey down there in California, you know, get, doing some things that I maybe shouldn't have. And um, 
And I just saw the, like the darkness that was down there. And I had two within t- those years that I was there, I had two cars stolen. I had my apartment broken into, and I was like, I, I have to get out of here before I get sucked in, you know? So I actually moved from there back up to Oregon and started my own uh, latex mask making company and started doing that just, just uh, through like Fangoria magazine and things like that. So um, but anyway, is that, uh, is that how you came up with some of these costumes in your music videos? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I, I make still art to this day. I make like, uh, uh, metal art, like ray guns, robots and stuff like that out of junk metal art. And I also full-time professionally build and, uh, paint statues, professional or sculpture and uh, collectible statues. And most of them are kind of geared toward, uh, Greek mythology and kind of, uh, uh, Frank Frazetta type artwork, that kind of stuff. I work with a company that kind of uh, makes these things and had a, uh, a uh, collaboration with Frank Frazetta. So this is kind of the, the art that I do on the side still to this day, uh, which I just do from home now. But <clears throat> uh, one of the, you know, one of the, the things I want to say is, you know, the thing about scary things, you know, I think there's a lot of Christians who are against the idea of Halloween or the idea that we would have a haunted house. How dare somebody do that? And, and I, I get it because there is a lot of evil that's overt like that. that looks dark like that. But at the same time, I don't believe things that are scary are evil because if that was the case, you just have to look at God's creations, look at any deep sea creature, look at the dinosaurs, look at bugs, look at the creatures that God has created. Humans. And yeah, I mean, there's some scary stuff out there, right. you know, much more scary than anything that somebody's going to make in a haunted house or in a movie. So I don't think that scary things are evil. Uh, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. So I think we can still use scary things and do scary things, you know, and uh, and it not be necessarily sinful in a way. It has to do with your, you know, your intention of what you're trying to present here. And our intention was to overcome these things and to also say that, you know, uh, Satan also counterfeits as an angel of light, like the Bible says. And this is kind of goes back to the alien deception of, of what we talk about in our music that, um, you know, many people that I've, I got into studying when I got into studying the occult and the new age, uh, I started going to Grateful Dead concerts. I was into psychedelics. I was doing all this weird stuff through, through my prodigal son journey, let's say. And I eventually came to the conclusion that all these all of these uh, people who are channeling entities or in touch with uh, interdimensional beings of some sort usually come to the exact same conclusion within a nut with, with what was in a nutshell, the original sin of the serpent in the garden. So you go back to the, the original sin uh, in the garden. And when the serpent deceived Eve, he said, if you eat of this fruit, ye shall be as gods. And the idea that man can become their own God, I started seeing as the universal theme between every secret society, every fallen belief system, every channeled message, every new age message that was out there. And then also all this music that is also presenting the same thing. If you're going to save your, you know, get saved, you got to save yourself. You got to look within. Uh, This also ties right into trans humanism yeah that we can use technology to evolve and, and ascend and the just just the idea of evolution in itself is a deception that was a foundational thing put in our our uh, our world to set the stage 
stage for things like the alien deception. Because without evolution, you can't have alien. The idea that there's aliens out there, you know, and that they're being just evolving out of nothing, and that of course where there's water, there's life, and all these things that people believe. Um, I, I think that stuff's hogwash. I think that God is a creator, and I think that all these things are um, interdimensional type deceptions. That's not to say that they can also come in a physical form in some way. Uh, but I think that uh, they have many costumes and many de deceptions that they pose as based upon the belief system of the individual. <clears throat> and even in things like Bigfoot, if you, you know, most people into Bigfoot are very, you know, just searching for the answers of truth. You know, is there uh, an ape-like creature in our, in our, hidden out there? But some people that get deep into it, you'll find that they're trying to channel them. And, you know, they're trying to actually do these sort of occult-like things um, with these entities, you know, or chant or create orbs, you know, or, or through their intention, uh, make UFOs appear, you know, like the, uh, like Stephen Greer is doing with the, uh, his, his uh, groups. So all these things kind of come back to the same idea that, you know, through occult, magical, ritual, uh, practices, channeling these entities, working these entities, people think that they can ascend and become their own gods. And whether that's through transhumanism, occult, ritual, um, you know, new age things, or just, you know, uh, you know, everyday things like the law of attraction that people are, are, are getting into has become very popular. These things are all kind of have, I believe, the same foundation, which is the original sin. So sorry, I rambled on there a little bit, but that's, that, I want to kind of connect some of those dots there. No, that's fine, man. I mean, p people are here to hear uh, thought and, you know, people's uh, journeys through life. And it sounds like uh, the it, 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 I was kind of surprised, actually, because I, I didn't know you you had a background in Hollywood when I said what I said earlier. And uh, it, it, what you what you kind of experience is kind of what she's experiencing now. So it's very similar in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely gotten worse. You know, that was back in the early 90s. So I can, I can just imagine what it's like now. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure it's gotten tenfold. I mean, uh, it, it's only it, evil only expands, right? So, <laughs> no doubt. So, uh, listen, I, I I would like to uh, play a, a song for the audience here, and it, I might be wrong in this, but I, I feel like uh, the the song "Shift Your Paradigm" might be a, a fun little song to do since we just got having this done having this little bit of a conversation. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be good. That's uh, our, our latest album just came out in October 2020, which is our fourth album, which is called Shift Your Paradigm. So this is the, uh, I guess, the, the main song to that album. So perfect. Dawkins told the crowd they should ridicule religious people. Let me quote him. He says, mock them, ridicule them in public. Their beliefs are insane, therefore they should be ridiculed with contempt. Years in the future, this may serve as a reminder. Like a verbal time capsule, audio treasure. Meant for the minds that denied in the past. Ignoring the signs every time that we ask you to listen. You dismissed us consistently, and now you're living out prophecy. First in witness to the times and the miseries. No denying all the signs. And conspiracies report a hard time and urge you to listen. Implored you to think to make the right decision. Laughing aside, you displayed the devil's advocate. Every time you heard the truth, you turned the opposite. Rejected anything that's turned against your politics. Convince yourself that you were good by thinking positive. Always the optimist, unused to confident, the ignorant. 
is bliss Throwing the apocalypse Smack dab in the middle of the storyline Slap in your face Shift in your paradigm Switching your mind for the memories you blocked out Information that you knew was true but locked out Conversations that you wish could be repeated Warning calls that you wish you would have heeded Thought all those Christians were living in denial But now you do anything to understand the Bible Everyday triggers all memories remind us Remaining remnants remembered by survivors Pieced together from the fragments of a quagmire Lost souls gathered hunger and a campfire Brought together through the karma recollections Torn apart by the warnings that they questioned Looking back they knew this day was unavoidable They hated God and racist sin whenever possible Gave control to everything they knew was evil Sold their souls and now they're living like medieval A whole world without laws or morality Living in poverty and running from reality I tad a picture of missed opportunities All the what ifs and lost possibilities Cities burn like a giant crematorium Mountaintops collapse like an accordion Wars are rumbling, governments crumbling Storm clouds gathering round, hear the thundering Smack dab in the middle of the storyline Slap in your face, shift in your paradigm Switching your mind for the memories you blocked out Information that you knew was true but locked out Conversations that you wish could be repeated Warning calls that you wish you would have heeded Thought all those Christians were living in denial But now you do anything to understand the Bible Anarchy reigns in the streets, in the alleyways No escape from the pain in the end of days Left alone with no internet or telephone Cities of graveyards crumbling catacombs Apocalyptic wickedness and pestilence Epidemics and afflictions, malevolence No protection, no government or military Just infections and really full cemeteries Catastrophes on another level biblical Miserable when the locust swarm is visible Turn and run from the state, you knew the outcome Acting dumb and ignorant and asking how come A social justice warrior with your politics Emotional, convince yourself with willing ignorance Way too late, no excuse could ever save face And now you're living in a world without a safe space Smack dab in the middle of the storyline Slap in your face, shift in your paradigm Switching your mind for the memories you blocked out Information that you knew was true but locked out Conversations that you wish could be repeated Warning calls that you wish you would have heeded Thought all those Christians were living in denial But now you do anything to understand the Bible What if you're wrong? Well, what if I'm wrong? I mean, anybody could be wrong. What if you're wrong about the great juju at the bottom of the sea? Well, there's that one. I think that was an awesome song. And uh, listen, folks, listen, if you're listening to that song, you got to watch the video on YouTube while you were listening to it. It kind of just really draws the whole picture out as to what you guys are talking about in your music. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. The visuals make a big impact. We've got dozens and dozens of, of video, videos on our uh, our YouTube page um, that are really good for uh, bringing the pieces of the puzzle together. Okay, let's talk about our sponsor for today, which is Simply Safe. If you ever wanted to make sure your home feels safer, then there is no better time than now. This week, our friends over at Simply Safe are giving the confessional listeners early access to their holiday deals, which is 40% off their award-winning home security. That's 40% off, friends. You don't get much of a better deal than that, especially during the holiday season. Everybody's traveling for the holidays. You're leaving your home by itself alone in the dark where all the thieves can see it. With no home security system, it's just begging to be mugged. Have you not seen Home Alone? I mean, seriously, we all know Christmas time comes around 
Everybody's houses get broken into, right? That's the way it works, at least in Hollywood. Listen, Simply Safe has everything you need to make your home feel safe. You feel safe and your home feels safe when you're not at home. Indoor and outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors all over the house, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you or your home needs help. And right now, take advantage of Simply Safe's holiday deals to get 40% off your new home security system by visiting simplysafe.com slash confessionals. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash confessionals for 40% off your entire system. You got nothing to lose, friends. That's 40% off. That's a great Christmas gift right there for you and your home. When did you start uh, the whole music thing for you guys? I mean, this is this something that you you did your whole life. Yeah, uh, you know that goes back to my uh, my Christian upbringing in our church. When I was about twelve or thirteen, we got a new pastor, and this guy came from a big city and brought his his kids with him. And his son was really deep into break dancing and hip hop. I didn't even from a small town where I was from. I'd never even heard of this stuff. And this was in you know early eighties. So, um, so I got deep into listening to hip hop, break dancing. This guy taught me how to do all the break dancing. I formed my own break dancing group in grade school. So I was just all into this stuff uh, early on when that step when I got introduced to it. And I, I never necessarily wanted to be a rapper, but I would memorize rap songs in my favorite groups I liked. And me and my friends would just, you know, make rap music for fun. And it seemed like everywhere I moved, like when I moved down to California, I met a guy at my makeup school that was really into rap music. So we did rap music for fun. And then when I moved uh, up to Portland, that's where I met Genetics. And we made rap music for for many years that was just, you know, more just mainstream t- style. Uh, and then we officially formed Destiny Lab. I came to him in, in the, like I said, the early 2000s and said, man, I feel convicted through some things I've been through to make some hip hop music, but talk about some, some different subjects here. So that, that's kind of how it started. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. And I know who you're talking about with genetics. I, I think him and I have talked uh, over the years on and off as well. Sure. Yep. Um, yep. But uh, you know, it, it's really cool to hear the kind of like the, 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 how this all started for you. And, and, and it, it's really kind of, it's kind of like what we talk about on the show where people's experiences in life really help mold them and shape them on how they view the world around them. And so it's really similar with you in the sense of how you got involved in the music, uh, how you got involved in the type of music you got involved in and how you're doing this stuff. Um, and you know, you, you, you kind of hit on tons of different topics throughout your music. Uh, anything from, like you said, transhumanism to, uh, aliens to, you know, Nephilim, uh, at what point did you kind of come across and dive deep into the idea of the Nephilim. I mean, what was there is was there a moment cuz I mean, I know for me it was simply I was driving my truck and I stumbled across uh I, I think it was either Heiser or um Steve Quayle. Now I know it's two very extreme differences in in how they communicate and I just can't remember, but uh it was around that time I found them both and it just kind of set me off on this like wait, what? You know, cuz I I yeah. like, you know, growing up in church, it, it, you know, let's talk about the Nephilim today. Nobody ever did that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so like, yeah. when did that come across your desk? 
Well, amazingly, I actually went to a church that did talk about the angelic conflict. Now, they didn't go deep into the Nephilim in the book of Enoch, so to speak, but they were constant. They did talk about the angelic conflict that happened before the flood and that this was one of the main things going on within the spiritual realm was the fallen angels against the real angels and that these fallen angels were deceivers and they because they were in heaven they had access to heavenly things that now that they use to deceive people and they masquerade as angels of light because they were once angels in heaven you know so we forget that lucifer was once the most beautiful angel uh, according to the word the word of god so we, we got to go back to i guess what the real deception is you know and that goes back to this this mimicry, this counterfeit of things that are good. Satan doesn't really create anything. He just takes the things of God and inverts them to the opposite. Instead of glorifying God, they give glory to himself. And so, um, but a lot of the ideas sometimes like within the new age are actually very positive, you know, being kind to people, you know, uh, live in the moment, you know, there's a lot of good things, you know, be think positive, you know, there's, there's, really good things to come from it. But, you know, even meditation and things like that aren't necessarily evil. Uh, but it's it's where these, the carrot on the stick that leads to these doorways, you know, and draws people deeper. And then they want to go to take DMT and then, you know, that kind of wears off and they want to go deeper. And so they get a shaman and then that doesn't go deep enough. You know, eventually they, a lot of these people, some people have just kind of gone off the deep end a little bit. So, uh, um, yeah, sorry, I, I uh, forgot the original question. Or I do that sometimes. No, it's fine. it's fine. <laughs> I, I, I was just asking about how you got involved in like the idea of the Nephilim because I mean it's it's one of those topics ah, yeah. where you can really kind of go go off and 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 dive into other books and and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But I mean, what you just said uh, about you know these other uh, New Age faiths and stuff like that. Do you think that um, within these practices that people have that they can they can access things that maybe they should not have access to as far as like the idea of uh, the fallen angels teaching man how to do things that we were never meant to know how to do. Do you think that people who are pursuing different types of practices, do you think they can actually take themselves to other locations and uh, whether it's, you know, through their spirit, soul, or, you know, or what their consciousness, do you think that they're, that people are able to actually access other places uh, that are actually real places through these different practices. And that's why it's so enticing for people to do, or, you know, back to the idea that you said, man wants to be God, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. about trying to become your own God. Yeah, definitely. People are searching for signs and wonders. They want, they want something that will prove it, you know, whether that is a ghost or something doing a seance that moves something in the room, whatever it may be, it, it starts at one point, but then people grow, like I said, get drawn deeper and deeper. They want some sort of proof. And that's kind of what DMT promises. A lot of people that take DMT or ayahuasca, they claim that they go literally go to this realm. Now, whether people are literally going to another realm or being uh, manipulated through the uh, their mind or dreaming process their pineal gland, whatever that may be that the, uh, the enemy has access to uh, act to uh, manipulate. You kind of see the same thing within alien deceptions that you see within the ayahuasca and the DMT or trance induced meditation. Some of these things all kind of have the same type of uh, process. You, you don't necessarily need drugs to get there. You, people do it through uh, drumming, twirling, chanting, uh, 
breathing exercises can reach these same uh, realms sometimes, so to speak. So whether they're real or not, I'm not sure, but I do believe that people do get cause and effect. Magic works. The reason people use it is because it works, but it leads to a, uh, there's a price to be paid in the end, you know, and you're messing with things that are uh, tricking you. They're deceiving you. They aren't on your side, no matter how much you believe that, where they appear as a sainted master or a, a spirit guide um, and, and try to be something good. Um, in the end, their whole goal is to lead you to usually a lot of times killing yourself. If you look at a lot of these groups like Heaven's Gate and some of these Jim Jones cult, those groups taught that you can ascend, you can become a god through some sort of secret knowledge or secret work. So it's, it's again, the common theme. Do you think that uh, transhumanism is the next uh, step in this whole process for mankind? I mean, we've uh, dabbled in, you know, a bunch of other practices and things like that, but taking the technology of the day and using it to transform humans into something that's not that a human. Uh, do you think that's the next step to trying to, you know, the sinful fallen man's uh, trying to ascend to be their own gods? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that is the end game. You know, uh, it is the, the place that we're inevitably headed is to create a, a machine. You, all you got to do is look at the people into quantum computers and into to, uh, groups like Kindred, who, you know, their logo is the snake biting its tail. The people like Jordy uh, Rose and and some of the others, they're, they're admittedly into the occult and into dark types of things. They admit that they're interacting with entities through quantum computers that really aren't good. They're really not bad. They're just kind of but they do have information to be accessed. So uh, they're like the great old ones of HP Lovecraft. They really don't care about you, but they're, they, they can be used and accessed. And that's kind of like what people think they can do with magic. Yeah. There's black magic out there and there's dark entities, but me, I can contact just the white light and just work with the angel beans and I'm good. I'm going to be covered. And uh, you know, the Bible says that we can recognize these beans. We can test the spirits and how you test the spirits is to ask if Jesus Christ came in the flesh, did Jesus Christ die for our sins and is, is the way to heaven? If they deny that, they're of the Antichrist. And I think the transhuman movement, the whole trans movement, human uh, realm, if you look at these people, these people are like half wizard, half scientist, you know, they're deep into this kind of stuff. And, uh, and so they are merging the spiritual and the technological and what I think will eventually come is basically you picture a black box that says this black box gives us access to interdimensional entities who have who are much more evolved than us. They're here to help us. And all we can all we have to do is talk to this this device and it can now be our leader. It will it will you know guide us. It will allocate resources. It will bring us together. Um, or, you know, maybe even create a hive mind type thing where people think they're uploading their consciousness into this black box to become, you know, everyone's connected um, minds uh, that ascends into this ultimate leader or this ultimate antichrist technology. So I, I, that's kind of my guess of what it's going to be. And I think it's also going to connect to the alien deception and the Nephilim. If you read the stories of uh, like Nimrod, for instance, in the Tower of Babel. All these things are keys and pieces of the puzzle to give us their parables of where we're headed. And Nimrod 
uh, if you read, he made himself into this thing through some sort of technology. He made himself into a Nephilim type being. He changed his DNA, so to speak, to where he could then, you know, he wasn't necessarily even human. So I'm, I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be, but I think it's going to be possibly a manipulation of the DNA, um, something with the blood, I, you know, but I, uh, I don't know the specifics exactly. Yeah, I know. And anybody listening, I mean, if they don't know that, that's a, that you're exactly right. I mean, that's how Nimrod did. I mean, it was it was through um, some type of magic and technology combination, I think. And, yeah, alchemy. And, he was like the original alchemist and original Freemason type dude. Yeah, yeah. He's the founder. Uh, have you heard about uh, on these topics and stuff? Have you heard about what Facebook is doing with their new mother company? Uh, Meta. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's inevitable. Yeah. I mean, the merging of going to the virtual and augmented reality, you know, they want us. It's the next step of trans, the trans movement. The trans movement isn't about turning boys to girls and girls to boys. It's about making humans, non-humums, you know, and the step in that is, is this, uh, augmented reality where literally you become an avatar when anyone looks at you they will see whatever you want to appear as so again wanting to be your own god wanting to to manipulate your own universe to be exactly what you are you know that's kind of where all this is headed and people kind of see the right on the wall they they we kind of know it's not a good thing but it's also and they think i think these guys think well it's inevitable if we don't do it someone else will so we might as well as facebook step up and, right. and make it happen Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and, and even uh, Elon Musk has said similar things, you know, it's inevitable, it's going to happen, and, and yeah. there's no stopping it. But if, if, if anybody listening, if, if you think about it, so I, I don't know for I don't know about Facebook per se, because I, I feel like Facebook is, is viewed as like, the old social media like it was, you know, it was the first yeah. one and all the old people hang out on Facebook and all that stuff. But just mm -hmm. think back to Facebook when it first started, how much people spent time on Facebook, uh, how addictive it got and, and what we do know about how they they pursued making their social media app addictive so people would spend more time on it because the more time they spend on it, the more they get in front of advertising, the more money everybody makes. It's, it, 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 it's really a simple process when you think about oh. it. But um, if you think about how addictive Facebook, Instagram, all these social media platforms are where people, especially young people, kids, teenagers, young adults, you know, if you got the time, you're going to spend it on these apps. TikTok. TikTok's probably the, 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 the one that all the young kids are on and you could spend hours on, you know, flipping through videos and stuff like that. It's so easy to get sucked into these wormholes. Well, if that's the case... How much more addictive will it be with the augmented reality with that 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 Meta is going to be putting out? You know, like they already are in the business of making you addicted to what they do, and now they're going to give it to you in the sense where it you're going to have your own avatar. Avatar, you can make your like just make yourself who you want to be in this other reality. And I, I've said this years ago that I believe that one day VR is going to be so good. That you're going to have people willingly choose to live in the VR realm over this this reality of of real reality, and I think we with Meta and Facebook, I think we've taken one giant step in that direction because of all the companies, all the companies out there, 
who like like I, Facebook, Meta, whatever you want to call it, is the last one of the last companies I would want pursuing this technology because of what we know <laughs> yeah, they've already been able to do with just a social media app on your phone. You know, and, and it's just like I I just don't I don't and will I be in virtual reality land? Well, if it pays the bills, maybe I will be. <laughs> you know, like yeah. like I, like I, I that's that's something that. It's like it, not just because it can be used for evil doesn't mean it's evil, right? Exactly. And, and, and I, I think the the idea of virtual reality is a very cool thing in the sense of like, mm-hmm. so imagine me, the podcaster. I just started taking YouTube serious this year. I'm now you know building my YouTube channel. I'm I'm trying to do videos, interviews when I can, and the imagine me being able to say, okay, I'm scrapping the video the video aspect of this whole thing when we're going to go into virtual reality. That's a, that's something that I, I've talked about when I first started p- podcasting in the early days about how one day people are going to be able to put their VR headset on or whatever, push the button on the side of their head and turn it on or whatever it is. And they could actually sit down in the studio with me and feel like they're actually here with me while I produce the show. Like, yeah, yeah. like, like exactly. I think that's coming. I think it's a possibility. I think it'd be cool. I think that'd be really cool. But yeah. I also think that with this technology, it could be abused and shoot. Anybody who doesn't think Facebook's going to abuse it, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, talk about the, uh, the you know, technology in the wrong hands. I mean, I, I hope that they have some sort of competition, but it sounds like they're trying to make it, you know, everything merge together, everything work under this, you know, umbrella of Facebook, kind of like, you know, Apple is able to do. You gotta be under Apple. Everything's got to merge with Apple, no outside type things. But they claim that everybody will be able to use it through any platform. But they're the ones making the platform. So uh <laughs> it's kind of their thing. Nobody's gonna have a choice. Yeah, it, it's kind of taking the choice right out, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's really not uh it, it, and it's the common thing. I mean, they they'll they'll paint a picture as to how it's going to be, how they th- you know how can we pitch this to everybody to make everybody feel good about it, and then we just kind of pretty much do what we want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they'll prov- provide the the illusion that there's other companies doing, it, but really it's just like one umbrella company doing. It. It's like you know a lot of the companies out there, like Dish Network and Direct TV. You know, it's like. There used to be lots of different companies under there, under satellite companies. Now there's pretty much just those two, and those are disappearing because everybody's just going online. So things in the corporate world tend to monopolize, and uh, but pre- present the illusion that they're not a monopoly. But behind the scenes, they're all kind of working together. One hundred percent. I agree. And and listen, if you doubt that, I mean, where have you been? <laughs> you know, when, when all these social media companies, these tech companies, like I'm talking not just social media, but also tech companies ban one person in one day. You don't think that was just uh, a co- you think that was just a coincidence yeah. and they just all happened to come to the same conclusion at the same time? Silly. Yeah. You silly humans. You're about to be transformed into transhumans and you're not even going to know it because you're so silly. So <laughs> it's, it's not hard to see. Like I said, this stuff is externalized now. It's, it's externalized for all to see in a way that's kind of God's grace because people in the past could have in their mind say, well, I could just say I had my head buried in the sand and I didn't know. Well, now 
you're pretty hard pressed to say you didn't recognize, you didn't see this stuff coming. My gosh, all you got to do is have a, a little bit of common sense to see where this is headed and, you know, a little bit of knowledge in uh, biblical background to see that this has all been prophesied and it's unfolding right before our eyes. We're in the season. Yeah. And, and, and that's another thing. It's, it's crazy. Uh, just the idea that uh, this has been talked about for centuries in prophetical writings. And it, it's just, um, I, I just like part of me is like, I feel like I was built for a time like this where I was like, yeah, this is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let me, mm-hmm. Like every day I wake That's up. Freaking, I feel kind of. Yeah. It's like every day you wake up, you're like, oh, okay. What's the next shoe to drop? Let's go. You yeah. know? <laughs> like, yeah. you're, try, you're trying to read the tea leaves and all that stuff. And then there's other part yeah. of me is like, freak, man. Like, why couldn't this happen like a hundred years from now when my descendants don't even know who I am and they're out of, they're, they're <laughs> not my responsibility and all that stuff. Cause like now this stuff's happening in my lifetime. And there's like, there's a whole process to go through to get to the end game. And I don't want to go through that process necessarily with two kids. You know? <laughs> so- yeah. 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 No, it can appear scary, but I think, you know, like God has a plan and he's raising people up. He's raising specific people up for a time such as this. And, uh, and that's where we need to believe in, I guess, this next generation and raise them right to, to recognize these kinds of things and do what's right and realize that, yeah, you, they may have a battle on their hands, but, you know, that's, that's kind of what, what comes when these things unfold. When, you, you know, the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing, you know. So that's kind of, we need good men to, and women to step up and uh, support truth and, expose deception, expose uh, lies. Well, I, I would say uh, I'm not scared. I just don't feel like going through it sometimes. <laughs> sure, <laughs> like, it's, sure. It's one of those things where there's really not much to fear when it comes to it because of how I view the world. So I'm just like, I ain't scared. I just don't feel like it. Why can't I have the the normal life that, you know, the, give me like the 1980s and 90s back. Okay. Like, I, <laughs> I just, just want to say that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like everything <laughs> yeah. went to hell after 9-11. Like I just want, <laughs> I just want the previous 20 years on repeat. Just give me the tech of today, but the, <laughs> but, but the normalcy of that time. Uh, yeah. I, I want to, and I, I think this kind of probably goes with, uh, with the conversation we were just having here about transhumanism and things like that. What do you think about robophobia? Ah, yes. Robophobia. So yeah, this is a, this is a good song, you know, just talking about um, how technology we've been just shaped by our technology. We're want to buy the latest, greatest thing. And then, then they sell us more technology to just wear that out to get the latest, the next greatest thing. And, and people are just being, you know, controlled by technology and uh and in a way we should be we should recognize it and not necessarily like i said be fearful as a phobia but uh, but recognize it as uh where it's heading and what the ultimate conclusion is and at least be prepared and educated as to you know what not to fall victim to yeah i agree let's uh let's play robophobia and we'll come back in and uh, we'll, we'll bring the ship in for a docking here. Uh, here it is, Robophobia. And listen, friends, go to Destiny Lab on YouTube. Hit subscribe so you get all the updates as to what things they come out with. Right now, they're sitting at just under 18,000 subscribers. Listen, let's get them to 20,000 by the end of the week. All right, let's do this. Here's Robophobia. Here we go. This is also new. It's not new. I realize that nothing we've been doing is new. 
We haven't been tapping into new areas of the brain. We've just been awakening the most ancient. This technology is simply a route to powers that conjurers and alchemists used centuries ago. We're seeing an exponential growth in all machines and innovations as technology surpasses and exceeds our limitations. Implications could be serious. And many past and present futurists have been warning us for years about the consequences. Massive repercussions. We see the evidence. Dependence on our internet and phones and games and televisions. Losing independence. As we immerse ourselves in working all our fingers to the bones for corporations. And we give them back our paychecks. For the latest in the greatest plastic upgrades, name brand products and replacements and build the databases. Investing hours of our own free time, uploading information used against us to target us with market advertising toward our interests. Collecting information used to monitor our senses. Correcting anyone who won't comply or be connected. How long before our mandatory microchips injected? It's the age-old lie, the promise of utopia, the carrot on the stick, the empty cornucopia. Technological hive mind dystopia Or will it rise is a time of robophobia It's the age old lie The promise of utopia The carrot on the stick The empty cornucopia Technological hive mind dystopia Or will it rise is a time of robophobia It's an emerging type insurgence Converging and emerging and churning Slowly bursting to the surface It's concerning every person And confirming every warning The disturbing thought We're working toward a single mind That's merging and converting us To downloadable version of ourselves inside a full immersion universal simulated virtual reality where every living earthlings neural pathways are inspected mandatorily and connected using voice to sculpt empathy absorbing data fingerprints to play us back like instruments manipulating us just like we're puppets of ventriloquists remote controlling human beings like Ouija boards coursing through the veins of circuit boards record the sounds of every vocal cord moving exponentially towards a singularity eventually we won't distinguish magic from technology and robots will unplug from electricity no longer using batteries, but powered like a golem using alchemy. It's the age-old lie, the promise of utopia, the carrot on the stick, the empty cornucopia. Technological hive mind dystopia, or will it rise is a time of robophobia. It's the age-old lie, the promise of utopia, the carrot on the stick, the empty cornucopia. Technological hive mind dystopia, or will it rise is a time of robophobia. So we manipulate genetically our DNA collect- Infecting every living organism and directing every intersecting thought and every memory and vision. Inspecting our opinions and collecting our decisions. A digital technocracy emerging as philosophy. Inserting thought police patrols and mind control technology. Removing private property. Enforcing thought bureaucracy. Reducing every freedom and pursuit of life and liberty. Consistently expanding all their terms and their conditions. With minimum requirements and maximum restrictions. Creating unknown problems to offer fake solutions. To Complicate the system till there's nothing but confusion Depicting anyone who won't conform is unacceptable Demanding everyone to all agree and not be skeptical Eventually connecting every mind from every nation Fulfilling prophecies from Genesis to Revelation It's the age-old lie, the promise of utopia The carrot on the stick, the empty cornucopia Technological hive mind dystopia Or will it rise is a time of robophobia Even with all these new abilities that are all dangerous lost that knowledge and now I'm reclaiming it through virtual reality. You're moving too fast, too fast. I love it. I freaking love it. Guys, listen, everybody, everybody needs to start checking out your music if they haven't already. Uh, it, it, it's really, I, I love it. Uh, listen, you, you mentioned earlier in this conversation uh, about 
creatures like Bigfoot and stuff. And I know you have a song, uh, Paranormal Species, that you talk about all this kind of stuff. Um, what are your thoughts on what Bigfoot is or uh, people seeing the dog man, uh, these, these cryptids? Like, do you think that they come from a demonic realm? Do you think that they are something natural? What are your thoughts on it all? I think it's probably both, the mixture of both. I think there definitely could be, you know, real uh, creatures out there that are unknown. I mean, that's been, you know, proven time again that we've have found things, even like the, you know, the gorilla and things people think we've known about forever, but that's a pretty recent discovery. So um, it's definitely possible that there could be a, a great ape-like creature and and or a dinosaur-like creature somewhere uh, that's just uh, been able to escape everybody's. Uh, you know, view, but, uh, I think it opens the doorway. It's just kind of like aliens. You know, there, it's possible there could be life on other planets. I don't know, you know, or, or somewhere out there that, that God created somehow. Uh, but I think, uh, the enemy has used this curiosity. Like I said, we're, we're, uh, we're, humans want signs and wonders. We want proof, we want evidence. We want something we can, that's tangible that we can see and feel. So, uh, when we long for something enough, it's uh, the enemy is willing a lot of times to create a costume, create a disguise to present itself in that manner. And, and I think if you look through like the alien thing through, through history, for instance, you know, back in the, like the early, you know, forties, fifties, you know, a lot of times people that were supposedly channeling aliens or being abducted were being told, uh, or these people that were claiming they were aliens were saying they're from Venus, they're from the moon, they're from you know Mars. There's things that we knew about at that time, but nowadays, since you know the universe has become much bigger and we know that you know supposedly there's you know light years of space out there, that uh, there must be you know other creatures out there because the universe is so big and so vast. It's got to be true, you know. So throughout time, it's kind of altered that dis disguise. And so now these entities present themselves from Zeta Reticuli and all these far off places. And uh, so I think the costume changes and I think it depends on the tent. So the, like the, the things, if you look at Mothman, for instance, some of the people that were into Mothman, it kind of got, got into some occulty kind of creepy stuff. Um, people that have been even into, I mean, the Chupacaba, all these kind of things a lot of most people it's just the search for truth right and well is this a real creature but the people some people that get deep into it they become desperate you know and it's like maybe i can channel these things or maybe i can somehow call them or conjure them or you know something to get them to come to get them appear it's similar to somebody who's lost a loved one and they're so desperate to have contact with this person they're, they hold a seance and suddenly this person is contacted to them these entities are ha happy to uh, even disguise themselves of your loved loved ones. That's why the, the Bible calls them familiar spirits because they are familiar to you. They're familiar to your family. They know these things. They can answer these questions to appear as something that would be believable. Um, but we can also test the spirits, like I said earlier. Yeah, you brought up an interesting point, uh, like the, the idea of aliens. Um, you don't know. I don't think any of us know. I I kind I come from the same perspective as you. I, I like I don't I don't know if aliens exist in the sense that like uh, I would I feel very uncomfortable saying that I know God can and cannot do certain things just because yeah. I don't understand it kind of thing. Um, totally. But then there's the other aspect of things where there are there are reports of extraterrestrial, if you just want to call it you know that for general generalizations diving in 
uh, ET experiences that have uh, a lot of trademarks of demonic things. And, uh, and, and so it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about how uh, Satan uh, can come as, a, as, a, as an angel of light uh, using something maybe good or, or God created for evil. And we've seen that how many times throughout scripture. And, and so could it be possible that aliens do exist, but then there's the, the twisting of it. And the reality is that, you know, what people are experiencing, or maybe some of the things people are experiencing aren't actually ET, but, uh, demonic, you know, when we're talking about, and, and then you're starting to see the merge between governmental leadership and coming out and saying, yes, these things are real, this, that, and the other. And when you step back and you're like, okay, I already believe that the the higher you go in our government, world governments, these elites, this, that, and the other, I already believe the deeper it gets into Satanism. And now mm-hmm. these people are coming forward and saying, yes, these are real, this, that, and the other. And it just makes me step back and say, uh, hmm, what are you up to? You know? <laughs> so- mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's why they can't necessarily have disclosure is because maybe some of these people at the top realize they're working with dark forces. They realize these are uh, the fallen angels or the spirits of the Nephilim um, or demonic type entities, you know, and but it works. So they're willing to do it. I think that's a lot of people that get into dark magic, you know, get caught up in. They don't. It doesn't really matter what it is. They don't want to know what it is, but does it work, you know, and uh and this is what these people got caught up in, especially if, you know, and we know the CIA and the FBI, you know, these spies have tried to utilize, you know, astral projection and, and, uh, and witchcraft to, to use to spy on other countries even, you know, because they're looking for tools that work and they're desperate for that and whatever it may be, you know? And so I think you look at Hitler, for instance, you know, he was having in the Thule Society and, and Vril technology and all this stuff. He was actually having, you know, women channel supposed downloaded uh, blueprints and uh, descriptions of how to build crafts and how to actually, you know, create technology. And I don't think that's far-fetched to think that that same thing is happening today, that there's a group of people behind the scenes uh both in the technological realm, people in music industry, people in, you know, movie industry that are basically channeling this information, like they call the Akashic records or typing, tapping into the ether. And and they even admit it, you know, people is just like Joe Rogan. I, you know, I like listening to Joe Rogan, but he's admitted, you know, sometimes I feel like I get in the groove and something's speaking through me. And I don't even know where these ideas are coming from. They're just pouring out of me. And it's just, coming to fruition. And I think that's a lot of people who wrote sci-fi uh, in the past claim the same thing. Like, you know, Philip K. Dick, you know, he kind of claims that he kind of channeled this information, so to speak. And much of his sci-fi, you know, things were prophetic in a way. So it's interesting to, to try to think about, you know, how much of this is true, how much of this it is a twist on the truth and how much of it is outright deception. And that's, you know, that's why we need a foundation. That's what, to me, the word of God gives us. It gives us a filter to verify things and pull these pieces of the puzzle together. And the word of God acts like the glue that takes these pieces of the puzzle and makes a, a, a picture that we can actually see. We don't have the full picture possibly, but we can tell where this is headed. We can see the dots connecting. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say this. I will say this. Uh, I 
am working on a little side. Well, it's becoming a pretty not so side project of mine. Um, I can't talk in great detail because I don't know when I'm going to release this information and how I'm going to do it. But uh, I will say this, that I was talking to a woman who has very much intimate knowledge as to other realms and what goes on there and what comes through to our realm. And she says that there are certain movies that will give her almost PTSD because it's spot on accurate to the detail as to what she's gone through. And uh, it, it just, it, it really tells me that in Hollywood, listen, let's just keep it at Hollywood. In Hollywood, somebody, people are doing things and tapping into things to get knowledge of things that are really actually in existence to portray to you through the theater movie set for whatever purposes, whether it's to desensitize you, to introduce you to their 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 true loves, whatever it is. Um, and if if Hollywood is doing that, you can bet that the CIA, FBI, whatever you want to say, is doing it as well. We know they've done it. If if you if you anybody's listened to some of the MK Ultra shows we've done for the members, like it it gets there. It gets there. And then so if you have the government's doing it, the Hollywood's doing it, what else is doing it? Sports industry. It's very clear that the sports industry is going that direction now. And so it, it's one thing after another. And um, I'll just say, I'll just say uh, with everything that goes on in this world, everything that we're exposed to and stuff, the more time that goes on, the more we need to be uh, vigilant and aware of what's happening around us and uh, question everything. Even question me. Yes, question me. Uh, but I will tell you, I will tell everybody this. If and when this project comes to the light, whether it's through this podcast or my documentaries, uh, things have been vetted. Okay, let's just put it that way. I've, I've, there, there, there's, there's no pulling the wool over my eyes with this whole storyline I'm working on. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Wow, I'm excited. I heard you talking about it in some earlier uh, episodes, so that should be awesome. Yeah, it, actually, what I was talking about in other episodes. Uh, is something to- totally different. Oh, okay. I'm actually a little bit more fearful for my life on that project. Uh, uh, this okay, project, yeah. I'm not as fearful in my life as much as <laughs> um, my my brain might not be intact when it's all done because of it exploding so many times. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's nice. uh, like everything, like it, it's just everything that I've talked about for years on this show, everything. The perceived reality that I feel like is out there that that isn't so perceived by so many people is all right. So, like you know how okay, so we talk about Bigfoot, aliens, UFOs, Dogman, you name it. We talk about it on the show, right? And I feel like every every one of those categories or topics of conversation is a puzzle piece to one great big puzzle of a picture. And I feel like we we have all these little pieces, but we're missing that one piece that is the centerpiece that everything connects to. I think I might have found it, and it, wow. it, it, it's it, <laughs> it's it's blowing my mind because it's just tying everything together. I'm like, holy crap, holy Dang. crap, you know, like, and and it just like literally has been developing over the last four or five days. So this is really real new development for me. And uh, it, it's just wow! Nice, that's exciting, man. Can't wait to to hear more. Yeah. So, anyways, Ark from Destiny Lab, 
Thank you for being here. Before we get out of here, let people know once again where they can get your music and follow you guys on social and all that fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much again. Uh, you can go to destinylab.com and check out our work. If you want to support us at Patreon, we have a Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Destiny Lab, if you believe in what we're doing. And, uh, and check out our music videos as well on YouTube. We've got dozens and dozens of music videos. We recently just came out in October with a brand new music video for Paranormal Species, which I know you guys will love. So uh, check out the Paranormal Species song and, and the rest of the music videos. And please, uh, yeah, subscribe if you can. We want to get to 20,000 by the end of the year. That would be, that'd be amazing. So thank you so much for, for having me on, bro. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you were here. And uh, you know what? On the way out, uh, we should probably play Paranormal Species just so that, you know, people can hear it since you mentioned it. You know what I mean? <laughs> cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right. Here's Paranormal Species, everybody. And uh, Ark, thanks again for being here. Thank you, brother. God bless. This isn't the Chupacabra. Remind me. I just want to remind you. No, this is something huge. This is something that reminds me of the Mothman stories of Point Pleasant and how the Mothman has scared the living daylights out of me because when I'm in the dark, I wouldn't want two big red eyes staring at me from the window tapping on the window and then i look out and i see something hunched over with big wings or a flying demon or something i don't want that anywhere near me what are these creatures that so confound us from the mothman to the chupacabras the bigfoot there's some call a Sasquatch Legendary icons like monster mascots The Loch Ness Monster The Jersey Devil Creepy shadow people that'll make you tremble Paranormal species on every level When they're unleashed, it's like transcendental We haven't even started with the alien question Not to mention the fact they meet expectations Observer effect, it's that spooky action An electron photon quantum reaction so and they appear as what people imagine To fit our beliefs, it's how they're fashioned The time and the culture from which they're choosing So many costumes from which to choose from Hovering like vultures with black-eyed vision Scavenging on carcasses who give permission Open to inviting every superstition Tapped in and tuned to receive transmissions The vision flipped into a virtual reality Dimensions rip, hear the buzzing like a bumblebee Suddenly gripped with the fear that's unexplainable Have you been tricked? It's surreal, it's unmistakable What are these creatures that so confound us from Mothman To the Chupacabras, the Bigfoot There's some call a Sasquatch Legendary icons like monster mascots The Loch Ness Monster, the Jersey Devil Creepy shadow people that'll make you tremble Paranormal species on every level When they're unleashed, it's like transcendental Subtle with their schemes, these are spiritual beings Interdimensional, with three-dimensional teams Like a genie in a bottle that's fulfilling your dreams Raise your wishes just to rip your soul apart at the seams Like the Slender Man's become the boogeyman of the past Let's go back in time to see what kind of creatures were cast The first aliens claimed they lived in clouds on the skies Then we got telescopes and realized that they lied Every specter and ghost, it's the same Alex.
disguise We recognize their species by the shape of their lies Imprisoned in chains in the days they hybridize Now their vision has changed and they want to mechanize They're making a decision to not pose as AI Possessing our computers and the robots they guide Inventing our beliefs to create the divide And implanting the seeds for a global genocide Pretending that technology is really alive Like computer Ouija boards with the demon inside what are these creatures? They so confound us from Mothman And through the chupacabras, the Bigfoot There's some call a Sasquatch Legendary icons like monster mascots The Loch Ness Monster, the Jersey Devil Creepy shadow people that'll make you tremble Paranormal species on every level When they're unleashed, it's like transcendental When I'm looking into subjects that really scare me You have to go back far up some of the scariest creatures, the scariest incidences of, of sightings and appearances. I mean, you know, we all know, you know, man has had his encounters with fallen angels. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, please share the show with your friends. I don't care where or how you share the show. Just share the show if you enjoyed it, because that's the best thing you can do to help this show grow. I really do hope you enjoyed this conversation I had with Ark. I certainly did, and it was a long time coming, so I'm glad we got it done. And until next week, friends, stay safe, take care, and remember, the truth will set you free. But first, it'll piss you off. Bye. Awakened from the forest in the depths of the abyss. This creature is a paradigm of time lost and time itself. It fears no one. It adheres to no rule that man can create. It forges its own path, and yet its path remains hidden from the world. The sphere of its existence is beyond most comprehension as it exudes its power quietly but transcendent. It needs no one's approval to exist, but yet its very existence is sought after by many. It watches. It learns. Adapts to the ever-changing environment around it, even as the environment is wrought with corruption. It battles the corruption only when pressed or for the protection of others like it. It is a mirage that few will ever understand. It's a cornucopia of knowledge from an era long past. It's free. It's Bigfoot. My fantasies always consisted of making it big. My soul was nothing more than a bargaining chip. Marketing is what they tell you to do and what you're willing to give. Larping to the fullest extent. I don't wait, I shoot first like high on a rodeo. And people don't understand me like reading a Nokian. Stretch thin. Like pulling an accordion, my heart ain't primordium. All these historians telling us lies, setting aside everything is medicalized. Politicians selling the ride, I better me die where the relevance lies. They dress in a light, reptilians. My resilience is brilliant. I'm here to lead the rebellion on hellion, salient, alien with no melanin. I'm a yeti hiding from.